hidethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the last part in our six-part series on how to write a book. Before we get there, again, asking you to visit wrongtermmemory.com or buymeacoffee.com forward slash wrongtermmemory. Give us a little tip and we will put it towards hosting costs, basically. Anyway, Colin, how are you, mate? I'm good, yeah. Um, it's been great going through this series. I'm quite sad we're at the end of it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And a lot of that is down to a wonderful guest who's joining us for, for the last time for this series anyway, uh, Martin Ramsey. Martin, how are you? I'm good, yeah. It's, it's a shame to come to the end finally, but um, yeah, hopefully I'll be back on. Thanks for having me for six whole episodes. Yeah, so like when you start writing a book, I suppose what you want to do is sell it, basically. So is that what we're going to be speaking about this, uh, this part we're, we're covering the the final part and I think the scariest part for, for some people certainly for me which is actually putting yourself out there and, and uh, presenting it to the world and the thing is probably when it comes to selling it it doesn't particularly matter if it's that good or not as Fifty Shades of Grey um, <laughs> which came out 10 years ago kind of highlights this erotic novel based on a, a piece of twilight fan fiction believe it or not this mad bdsm fan doctor christian gray or i don't know if he's a doctor but um and some naive student absolute trash and as always martin i'd like you to read uh, one or two of the reviews please are these the the, the one star ones yes um, okay, these are one-star reviews on Amazon. Uh, the, the, the headline in that uh, one-star review was Mills and Boons meets porn. And uh, I comment, sorry, but it's not better than that. Uh, porn is available if you want it on the internet. I guess some <laughs> women have not got involved in porn, so this seems like scandalous fun. I found it depressing. Um, okay, it turns out to be about a relationship and perhaps the woman gets to have a bit of power in the end in this relationship. Wait and see. There are two more glorious books where the words murmured or I pushed a lock of hair behind my ear or I bit my lip till you want to scream. But it is very popular. And I guess that's your point, Jack. Yeah, well, again, not read your books. I don't know if you put any porn into it, but <laughs> like, could you I imagine don't... trying to write something sexy Martin something very much when I pushed her against the wall and lifted up her skull it just it's <laughs> making me cringe even as I speak about it to be honest uh, yeah erotic fiction isn't uh, isn't something I'm going to dive into I don't think uh, and I think it's the again for public consumption um, I, I don't think I've ever read anything sexy to be honest in, in that that, that, that sense uh, a lot of uh, any kind of romantic interest in books a lot of it is actually unsaid and that's the, the quality of the writing that, that you get subtext there and that's really what's what's, what's driving um, the interest of, uh, of of the book but you know we've all been in relationships you presumably you, you speak about wishes and speak about sex with with partners but that's that's very much of an audience you hope of of one um, and that's a different ballgame I imagine it's kind of similar to your book in the sense that it's a very niche market, which was sort of loading the housewives. You're going for 
Stay very niche market. You're going for Rangers fans. There's millions of us, but there's millions of lonely housewives as well. Kind of going back to earlier episodes about having an having an idea. Do you think that El jo- James, who wrote this book, could have expected it to blow up like this, or was it just sort of luck, luck and circumstance? I don't know enough about it, but I, there are probably few authors um, that that expect absolute uh, success out of what they do or expect to retire off what, what, what they've written. Um, it's, as far as I'm aware, authors don't get into it for that uh, that, that reason because it's, it's normally not a particularly lucrative um, endeavour. Uh, but, but kind yeah, of like uh, podcasting, sorry, yeah. Unless you're yeah. a, a big yeah. potato, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, it just takes something to click, doesn't it? And 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 enough buzz to be generated. I can't remember when this came out, um, 2011. So that's what just a year or two after Twitter, 2009. Yeah. 2008. So you're just catching that that different kind of, of, of marketplace I suppose and, and, and way of sharing word of mouth is, is now changing I guess um, and again this this wasn't shared because of its uh, literary genius it was it, it had something unique and it, it, it touched whatever buttons um, and it, it, you know, it got a lot of women talking so when it shared it shared quickly and I think that, that must have been that must have been pretty, pretty new yeah there are some other criticisms of it so they're not calling. Yeah, there, there is, yeah. I mean, as well as the Da Vinci Code and Morrissey's book, there was many articles collated showing you the worst lines and some phrases like Anastasia discussing her inner goodness. Um, it's just, well, it's just poorly written structure between the two characters. But one of the main things of it was that the actual relationship between the two of them was seen as quite abusive uh, rather than romantic. And probably be quite interesting even just 10 years on from it what the reaction to this book would be now compared to 10 years ago with the way the world sort of moved on in those 10 years similar though for me to the Dan Brown book I, I don't think it's a bad thing putting books into people's hands that don't normally read so it's good from that point of view but in terms one, of one. <laughs> in terms of <laughs> yeah. the story though or what it does I think the fact that it, it, it gave me a Halloween costume one year one year I dressed up as Fifty Shades of Grey for Halloween and that's probably the best thing I can say about this book. It, it did that inspiration for me. Yeah, that's not saying much about... It made a fucking film. It's like, like a billion dollar not industry, but it's it's absolutely... Um, sort of taken over, basically, for, again, just a, a piece of shit writing. But uh, what are your experiences of basically selling it, Martin? Um, obviously, not to me. Um, it, it, so the the thing arrives. Uh, this is a scary part of the the, the job um, for me anyway, um, because I, I mean I've enjoyed talking to to you boys for for, for six um, episodes, but still at the back of my mind is who cares about what I've gone through? Who who's that interested? And that's all of a sudden once you've you've hit send on that final draft. And once you start getting right, well, what you, how many copies do you do you want ordered? And you know the Hartman shop is. You know, we did a pre-sale column, which is one thing I would heartily recommend if if, if you you have that ability, because um, pre-sale gives you an idea of, of your market and your interest, and it's also, if we're being blunt, a lot of money up front that um, you can invest in it. 
but then you start you start getting the sleepless nights. I'm being honest, um, because right, what are people going to think of this? And I've been talking about it on Twitter for for how long, and it's it's your name on it, and I I don't know if I can explain it fully how invested you are emotionally in this, how uh, inextricably linked you you feel as a as a person to this collection of pages and any criticism of it you're going to um, you're going to feel you know that the world's at a a scary place um, at at times in terms of uh, online criticism uh, and that Rangers fans don't mess about um, knowing the support as well as I do on on, online especially those um, who who are anonymous so all of a sudden things that you haven't really thought about because you're so invested in this thing from start to finish uh, are now at the forefront of your mind. Shit. What if it's what if it's rubbish? <laughs> what if it's uh, absolute garbage? Or what if people don't get it? Um, and, and 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 all of these doubts now start to to, to take over. Doubts that maybe were there before. But- Hello, friends. Colin here. The looks, the charm, and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. You, I just blocked them out because you, you have a book to write and you've got a job to do and you you genuinely are invested in this this whole thing, um, emotionally, intellectually. So that, that starts to get a bit scary, um, but... That's that's part of the that's part of the gig. You just have to hope for the best. You've as long as you're happy with with what you've written, as long as you're proud with about what you've written. Yeah, you could change b bits, and I think that that sense is a bit scrappy. There's always going to be that. I just mean that the, the the overall tone and, and content. And I was launching a book during a pandemic isn't advisable. If I can get one bit of advice across, um, because you don't have a live launch, you don't have a a physical hard night to, to actually sell the book and get get people in get people drunk and get people buying um, buying your book i think that that would have been better but clearly the exposure certainly through heart and hand um that, that we have on, on on the socials um means that you could market it you could get it out there um i released a couple of chapters i think colin on on the, the heart and hand um website a couple of samples yeah yeah, I had been dropping screenshots of paragraphs because during lockdown they were showing a lot of old games because there was nothing else to show, if you remember, early on in, in that lockdown period. A couple of those games were games that featured, so, you know, absolutely wire in. So you're kind of trailing it. Um, so that part of it was fun. I think I recorded a kind of... I did, I recorded a, a, an audio book sample of, of, of one chapter with some some visuals, obviously, for, for, for YouTube. Um it was great, by the way. Like I listened to that. You listened to that one. So you like, <laughs> wait for the audiobook to come out, and I think that, that we're, we're kind of settled on that. Um, so any way that you, you can just get it out there, but I'm not a salesman. Happy writing, 
happy thinking um but i'm not i'm uh, despite what people might think uh, because it's it's all i talked about on twitter for, for so long um i was just sharing my excitement about being involved in and absorbed in a process um i'm te- I, I i cringe at the thought of going out and, and flogging your wares i needed you calling really because you have absolutely no compunction at all with with whoring whatever out and, and nor should you. You, you, you you create you create work and well no one else is going to sell it for you so that's something i felt i had to push myself into an unnatural position as are people bored of this now and you maybe leave it a couple of weeks oh by the way yeah this game has been talked about today well you know here's the link um and it's 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 hard and then you've got to wait for for word of mouth now We've recorded hundreds of podcasts, boys, and I've written a couple of articles over the years on Follow Follow, whatever the kind of fans' website. The response is pretty immediate. You get yeah. that on Twitter, you get it in the the, 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 the threads, and you, you get that bang, bang, bang. You've listened to an hour-long podcast or whatever, or taken 10 minutes to read an article. Books don't work like that. It takes a long time for for people to to just get the time to sit down and read it. Uh, and then you know to actually you know finish it and 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 make sense of it, speak about it, whatever. So that uh, that that word of mouth, that buzz um, with a book is a lot longer. Um, but the reviews were good early and they were very helpful. And the national newspapers and, and, and whatever uh, doesn't hurt either. I don't think many people hated it. Um, it still has the overall five star rating on on Amazon. Um, anytime I, I pop in and check, so. Uh, you know, uh, and you, you read some. You talk about one-star reviews, Jack, and some of the, the scathing things we've seen. Um, there's been a couple that people just taking the time to say, "Look, I was given this as a gift." Rangers books are usually self-congratulatory, chest-pumping nonsense. Um, I didn't have high hopes, but this was this was remarkable. It's a lot deeper than that. It's something for any football fan. Um, and it, it was genuinely funny. So you're like, right, he, someone gets it. Someone gets exactly what I was trying to, to do with this whole thing. And, and when you read stuff like that, it it, it does make you think, right, well, that, that was worth a year of my life kind of thing. But it's it's, it's, it's it's scary. And you've got to keep at it. And it's, yeah, some people love it. I, I don't. Well, that's the thing I was going to, you've kind of hit a couple of points that I was going to ask you a question about. Like, the, I'm particularly bad as well about self advertising mm. did you ever really think did you ever think people are going to get bored of this i don't want to push it out there people will unfollow me or just think this guy is at it basically because i i get these self-doubts all the time with uh what we're doing just now for example i just kind of yeah have qualms about it totally because it's not in my nature to, to 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 be like that but then you know I have authors that I follow on Twitter. I, I enjoy pods, of course, and, and and I don't see them slowing up and and, and pushing their stuff. And, and again, why should they? Um, no one's going to sell it for you. So you put a lot of work into it. And again, it's just forcing yourself into a, a position of discomfort. And also, and I, I don't know how other authors or, I don't know, musicians or actors or whatever feel, once you've finished it, it's kind of done. And you do want to kind of move on with the next thing and it's it's a weird kind of process there that clearly you need to talk about it because you, you do you're not going to make money too much money out of this let's be honest but all you want is to sell enough so that when i go back to the publisher as i did here's my new proposal 
that they email me back in five minutes to say, yes, same deal right away. It's about making enough that it makes it worthwhile for, for the people who actually do the, the publishing business to allow you to, to do another one. That's all you, you get interested. Will someone allow me to do this again? So you have to sell X amount, I guess. It was never, it was never going to be something I was going to retire on because <laughs> authors make, uh, I'm leaving it into how, how many pence they, they, they make off a, uh, any copy sold on Amazon, but it's, it's not a lot. Martin, um, some of the things you hear people saying is like, forget traditional publishing, it's on its way out. Um, we had conversations, you and I, when we were putting the book up on the website as one way of buying it. You mentioned Amazon being the easiest way for somebody to buy it, but also probably the worst place for somebody to buy it from the author's point of view. It would have been probably a hell of a lot easier for you to self-publish and just release this on Kindle as a book with no physical copies. But I don't think you'd have felt the same sense of achievement. Did you not have a paper copy of that pulp in your hands and that physical book that you could hand to people and give to people and actual proper visual representation of your work? And I think for that reason, I don't think physical books will ever die out completely, do you? I hope not. Um, I like buying books. Uh, I like holding books. Now, I've got a Kindle and I reserve that for uh, obviously books that some things that are print or books that I don't know if I'll like that, but I'll give it a shot. So I don't mind that. But there's some of you know, I, I definitely I think I will like that. Um, and there's nothing that's obviously something very tactile about it. But you're right. As an author, first time you want to hold it. And then you want to put it up there next to your favourite authors on your bookshelf saying, I did that as well. And listen, they're, they're, they're both, and that, that's absolutely fine. Uh, but, but no, I hope that the, the, the traditional print media in terms of books doesn't doesn't disappear because there, there, there is something special about um, that crisp feeling and then it gets worn out because, you know, you've, you've been on that journey so often. I, I like that. And I like a bookshelf, by the way. And I think if we're being honest, that's another part of it uh it's it's the mine actually isn't it? i do have a bookshelf in the, in the living room and there are a few on it um but my other bookshelves are in my library up the stairs and that no one really sees that so it's not a show-off thing but you know when i'm sitting up there i i, I do like to peer about so what, what, what's next kind of thing there's plenty of those books i haven't read yet but they're there i'll pick them up at some point you know there's always that intention but they are there just you know for that um so i I like that physical feel. Sorry, Jack. I'd say it will be one of my lasting things when I look back on this lockdown over the last 12 months. In five years, 10 years' time, it will be one of the things that sort of comes to mind with it will be everybody sitting in front of bookcases, every news reporter, every journalist, everybody <laughs> yeah. showing off their books and pausing some of them and seeing some stuff in the background that they didn't want you to see. <laughs> the people that have got the fucking bookshelf wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my wife works up in our fourth room or whatever. I, I call it a library just because it's got two bookshelves in it. But um, so she has that backdrop. That's just how, how it, it kind of works. But that book I was telling you about earlier, the, the, or in a, a previous episode, um, the, the, the Hitler biography by um, Ian Kershaw, that's right in the line of vision. Of, so she has to <laughs> cover it up with something. <laughs> she has to put this. And also she's kind of blurred the screen now with whatever else. And I was like, I can't have people asking me about that. I said, well... What's the problem? Ask them. Um, so yeah, so she she's got a uh, she's got about six Nazi books right right behind her, or the, the history of World War Two, <laughs> right in the line of vision at any um, conference call. I do um, I do think there's money in an app for somebody which you can actually use to create your own virtual bookcase to recreate your own background. 
to make yourself look like a real scholar. You could pick a hundred yep. books, create your background, and that becomes your Zoom background or your team's background. I, I did think about that at the start of lockdown, but I, I got writer's block, Martin. So. Ah, well, it's, it's actually not a bad idea, mate. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with a John Steinbeck quote. Martin, what do you think of this? Unless a reviewer has the courage to give you unqualified praise, I say just ignore the bastard. Yeah, he meant to that. Yeah. Um, oh, listen, bad reviews are out there. That's uh, it's part of the deal. Um, what I I hate is that people think, what's he writing for? What, what, why is he writing a book? I'm like, well, that's not fair. You, you can engage with anything I've written. If you don't agree with something I've written or you think it's poorly worded, then fair enough. But just this, why is he writing a book? Is there something very kind of Scottish about about that, that, that how, how dare anyone yeah. uh, get above your like, station don't aye. get above your station again lots of great advice it's been a I've really enjoyed this six part series Martin so thanks for bringing all your advice and stories to mostly heart and hand listeners but I'm sure there's some people listening out there that will have took something from the series anyway uh, I hope so and listen thank you for, for having me on and hopefully we'll be back on something else uh, in the future just, yeah, just to echo that, from Martin, thanks so much for coming on. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and if I have to take one thing away from it, it's that you can't spell Alan McGregor. Thank you. Once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good stuff. Thanks for listening. only the best pods in the best network quite the thing media.com